Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is a beautiful 21st of June, 2022. Coming to the Krusty Connect podcast, episode 178, Hybrid Hypocrisy. That's right. More politicians weighing in on staying at home during the so-called nouveau crisis because they just want to be safe. Personally, I think they're effing lazy, but you decide. All that more come to the podcast. Please stick around and listener of your discretion is advised. See you in a bit. Hit it, sweetheart. Because I am hard, you will not like me. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally working. From Western Canada, this is the Krusty Canuck Podcast, a Canadian veteran's point of view on political, social, economic issues, and life. Here's Krusty. And the Krusty Connect Podcast is brought to you in part by Dark Horse Entrepreneur. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Follow the fine gentleman, the Dark Horse Entrepreneur, uh, Tracy Brinkman, at darkhorseschooling.com. He'll give you the finer points on promoting podcasts, all that good stuff if you're up and coming, or just give you some friendly advice. That's Tracy Brinkman at darkhorseschooling.com, and you'll find the information in the description. As I said, welcome you all there, too. And this is also based and brought to you by... Free speech, more important than your feelings, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Free speech for all. That's right. Yes. Hybrid hypocrisy. So the talk right now in Canada is that they want to promote another hybrid parliament like they had this past year, right? Where you get a few people in parliament and a few more people at home weighing because of safety. I'm saying that a lot. Safety, 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 which to me is just bullshit. Well, it's bullshit. Okay. If someone was paying me $183,000 to sit in the House of the People, House of Commons in Ottawa, someone was paying me that much money to do that job, I would bloody well be there, regardless of the so-called circumstances of the bigger bug, right? Or uh, other variants. Omicron variant. Right. So regardless of how you personally feel, okay, to members of parliament, I don't I really don't care how you feel. Okay. When I look at the last election we had last fall, okay, it, it, <laughs> it was a real poop show. You want to know why it was a poop show? Well, it just I, there's only maybe a couple of people I actually had any kind of respect for there. Okay. Now I'd like to remind my audience too. Uh, that there were a couple of politicians that did not show up to some key forums slash debates that we had with the general populace in this writing. Okay, the liberal candidate, for one, she never showed up to any of them. I did four of them, and she never showed up to one. Yet she maintained to get 5,000 votes because that was the comfortable thing. Okay, now I had some great talks with the conservative rep, Mr. Damien Curick. Great guy. You know, I, I got a lot of respect for him. He's a family man. He's a good, hardworking guy conservative okay uh there was a representative from the ppc party representative from the ndp we had a great talk about mental health and and everything when it comes to getting rid of certain stigmas okay and of course there was some greenie guy there who was a borderline communist but uh we had a little conversation and we'll just leave it at that but it was needless to say it was a poop show on a national level too okay We've seen all these politicians squander money and resources for the sake of saving others other than Canadians. Okay. And that includes PPE. That includes 
uh, the the uh, jabs. Okay, I don't want to upset the overlords here, but uh, you'll see me on other platforms too. But I think you get my point. Okay, now this past week they've been talking more and more about hybrid parliament. They got four days to pass it to allow it. So if there's any senators watching this podcast right now, don't allow C11 or C18. Don't allow C21 or C71, whatever they want to call it now. And don't allow this to pass. Okay, this is just foolery at its finest. Okay. The Canadian economy has taken a real toll. And not just in a world level too, okay. <coughs> Excuse me. I feel bad for some, some countries that have had hit rock bottom. And I feel bad for people who have hit rock bottom. Okay. But I'm focusing on Canada right now. I'm focusing on the welfare and the good deeds and the good people in this country that deserve the utmost respect for persevering and overcome the obstacle uh, of, of the previous, uh, you know, beer issue, beer bug issue. And I'm backing up people that work for a living. Yours truly has been gainfully employed the past nine months now, which I am grateful for. My apologies, folks. The mic just got muted. So I'll just say again, pardon that uh, little interruption. The microphone was muted. So I just want to say I am grateful that I have been employed the past almost nine months now, and I'm grateful for that. Grateful that the lights on are still here at the Crest Tank Podcast, right? That we have food in our fridge, bills are paid, and we're starting to get our savings back on track again. Okay. But I, I can't say to my employer, uh, well, you know, uh, I'd rather do my job remotely because you pay me all this money to uh, to do this and to do that. And, you know, just for the sake of safety, I want to uh, make sure that I can do this remotely via Zoom. Right? Does that sound like a good thing? Does that sound really good? Does that sound excellent? You know, do you think I deserve that? Absolutely, Absolutely nothing. Precisely. Do you think my employer would tolerate that? No, he'd probably fire my ass right then and there. Because at my job, you can't do it remotely. You have to be there to physically exude your efforts. I have to feed said animals, look after said trucks. I have to do my job. And it's fulfilling work, ladies and gentlemen, and I love it. It's a great job. Probably one of the better jobs I had since the military, or even before the military, in that matter, too. So, you know, great. Great on that. But when I hear these people whine about, well, you know, safety, and we should only be at work two days of the week or three days of the week, you know, uh, <laughs> I mean, really? The past couple of years we have all had, okay, in the collective sense, on a national sense, do you really think that the constituents of, of the people that are in charge are really happy with this? Like, how, how many more times do I have to justify and try to verify to you, my wonderful audience out there, that these clowns just don't take their job seriously? And the more and more they carry on with this buffoonery, like I mentioned in my last episode, the more it tells us they really don't give a crap about you or I. They're worried about their own skin, right? Now, if you're a member of the opposition, okay, it doesn't matter if you're Le Bloc or it doesn't matter if you're conservative, okay, the shadow cabinets, the shadow ministers of said, they get paid a pretty penny too, okay? But I'm not seeing too many Bloc Québécois speak up against Trudeau and Yagmeet Singh against this whole, let's, let's do a hybrid parliament again, right? I, I'm just seeing more bloody buffoonery. And more wasting of the Canadian taxpayer's dime. 
stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. And what, what annoys me the most, too, about that, ladies and gentlemen, is that they don't care. The more they talk about uh, keeping things safe, what have they done with the First Nations drinking water issue? What have they done with any kind of infrastructure in this country? Now, Anita Arnand, the Canadian defense minister, had a big press conference yesterday in regards to how much they're going to invest in our NORAD issues. You know, you know for those of you unfamiliar, it was basically an early warning system that was put in place in the 1950s to thwart or stop any kind of Soviet onslaught during the height of the Cold War. Now, it hasn't been upgraded properly, I think, since the mid-90s. Even that was a bare minimum. And what they have in charge up there right now is a private company that looks after just in case something happens. But what they need to do is to have it manned properly by military personnel. Okay. People that understand radar and understand aircraft, understand how to shoot down said aircraft, how to retrieve and how to defend, not just some private company. Okay. And you can look that up too. I think the place is called NACWIT. Nakaquit or Nakwit. It's it's a company that does employ a lot of First Nations up there too. But the Canadian military can employ a lot of First Nations up there. Any company that goes up there to venture, whether it be a mineral uh, extraction or a mining or anything of that sort, they can employ up there. Right? But the point I'm trying to make is that they're doing too little too late. They project something roughly about $40 billion will be invested in this line over 20 years okay so they're gonna put two billion here two billion there now you've heard me scramble and ramble about the procurement process in this country and how many boards and boards and boards 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 sit around and do nothing but scratch their butts and pick each other's noses okay so they can project this and talk wonderful things okay because we're supposed to get the new fighter jets too Oh, the F-35 Raptor, I believe it's still called, unless it's called something different now. Anyway, it's a brand new aircraft that's supposed to suffice the Air Force for a very, very long time. And she even quoted too, oh, we should have the first one off the line by 2025 or late 2024. So it takes roughly, what, two years to get one fighter jet ready to rock and roll? Well, smack my ass, call me Judy. That's not good enough. And that's not good enough for you. That's not good enough for Air Force. That's not good enough for this country. Okay. But they also want to stay at home two or three days out of the week and do Zoom meetings because it's safer that way. Oh, anyhow, I got a little video here from uh, uh, Y Media. It's an up and coming Canadian independent media outlet uh, owned and operated and hosted by uh, Indu Canadians, uh, Canadians from India. So uh, I actually watched it earlier today, and I was really impressed. Uh, here's a take from uh, here's their perspective, uh, just to see how it <coughs> how they think about this whole thing. And it's it's just it's just fantastic how it is. So I'll put this on for you here. Just bear with me, right here, and I'll play this for you here. There we go. So let me cue it up one more time, ladies and gentlemen, and we should be able to rock and roll. 
There we go. The government House leader, Mark Holland, says he's going to be putting forward a motion to extend hybrid parliament in Canada for another year. You let us know what you think about that. Essentially, there's only a week left until uh, the House rises for the summer uh, season. And uh, what this means is if he puts the motion through and gets the vote, well, it means that uh, the Liberals and the NDPs and the Conservatives and the Bloc and the Green and and all the ones in the parliament, well, essentially, they'll have a chance to essentially uh, join in the parliament via Zoom. And this is going to be done for another year. It's, do you think it's important? I mean, he's a, a government uh, a whip. He essentially says that COVID is still here. We're still in the middle of a pandemic. And uh, on the liberal side, there are five MPs as well as a prime minister who have contracted and uh, have been tested positive for COVID and saying that since we're still in the pandemic, then they should extend it for another year where there's that hybrid model of appearing in person and uh, via Zoom. Essentially, MPs uh, appearing in person or video conference, uh, what this will do is it'll make the work week in such a way where they, they'll still stay in their ridings and, and partake in parliamentary sessions via video conference. Now, whether this would work or not, he says that the government is proposing a parliamentary committee study the issue over the next year to decide that if this, uh, if working in a hybrid model, uh, would, you know, worked or not during virtual parliament. MPs need to go to the House of Commons. We elect them every four years, or if it's a minority government, every two years to go. I see that's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. They are elected every four years and minority government usually every two years and they're wasting time. You know, the filibuster, we, we, how many times have we heard the term filibuster? Oh, it's a filibuster, filibuster. You're dog fucking. It is, you know, hats off to uh, Y media there for putting together a great story. I'll carry on. To work. And this is, we have them there so they can debate and answer questions and address one another and get to know one another so they're able to work with each other across party aisles and work with uh, other MPs from other parties. This is important because this is about Canadian democracy. This is about Canadian laws. These are people who get to vote on your life, on the future, on where Canada's headed. When it comes to our tax dollars going to Ottawa, they get to decide how those tax dollars are spent. So yes, I think, I believe personally, they should be going to work because that's where uh, they are uh, elected to do so. And yes, it is a pandemic, but you chose to run your candidacy and you chose to be elected. Nobody asked you to run for office uh, where you know you have to travel from your home riding to Ottawa and partake in debates and, and, and do your job. And that's, uh, uh, there's, there's, there's no, it's not like the army where in other countries where you're forced to enlist based on your age and based on your nationality. Nobody forces you to enlist to run for election. And so therefore, when you volunteer to do so, and if you're in a fortunate position to win your election, then you should go to work. And uh, as everybody else in the rest of Canada and Ontario has to go to work during the pandemic, and yes, they stay home if they have symptoms and if they are, if they test positive for COVID, then they work from home or actually take some time off. Uh, that's what we should expect our elected officials to do as well. And she's absolutely right.
you should get off your butt and go to work. Because how many people that maintain to keep their jobs during the whole issue? The whole beer bug. Okay. How many of them had to sacrifice time with family, friends, and loved ones? How many people had to sacrifice time and effort to see people that might have been passing on or people that did pass on? How many people were denied access to see loved ones? And yet those guys in Ottawa screwing the pooch because we have to do hybrid parliament in the name of safety. God, get your asses back to work, people. Enough. That's my personal opinion. It would be great to hear your opinion. You can always uh, share it on our Facebook at Y Media. And uh, so essentially, uh, the, they're proposing to do the joint, uh, you know, in, in session, uh, in person or video conference when it comes to voting on our democracy, on our laws that affect you and I, well, they get to vote through a secure voting app uh, if, uh, if they're not in person. And uh, uh, Holland is pledging that ministers would appear in person for question period. And you know what? Like when it comes to answering questions, it's another thing when you have to do it virtually and not answer a question uh, multiple times when you're asked a question. And then it's another thing to do it in person. But uh, you do need to know your colleagues when it comes to... Um, you know, MPs from all uh, party aisles. And that's, that's my opinion. Please share us yours. Yeah, that's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. They just don't want to stick around. Like, there's so much of this unaccountability here. It doesn't matter if it comes from uh, Mr. Mark Medicino or Medicino, however you pronounce it, you know, uh, the putsy uh, safety minister who claimed that the RCMP and the Ottawa police services and other police service supporting, you know, the, the convoy protest, you know, or the so-called insurrection or the occupation, you know, sat and pleaded with the government saying, Oh, please, please. We need the emergency measures act right now. And yeah, he was caught lying. Right. And the parliamentary house leader of the liberal party, a government house leader, wants to have more hybrid so which is it so we've got mr mark harland of the government house leader wants to promote you know more hybrid parliamentarian you know sit at home have the comfort at home and type in your keyboard and dictate policy to canadians because we know what's best for us right oh yes of course oh yes we're doing this for your safety bullshit mark mendocino lying about the emergency measures act right okay Mr. Bill Blair still lying about guns. Miss Krista Freeland, the pint size, you know what? Again, lying to uh, the, the, the press and the public about guns again. She had the audacity to sit there with her American counterpart, uh, Miss Yellen, in regards to finances and inflation, what have you. Okay. Telling the general public that, oh, you don't need a handgun to take out vermin. Well, nobody uses a handgun to take out vermin here. So considering this lady, this, this commie in training, this borderline fascist, totalitarian little puke, okay, I, I got no respect for her, ladies and gentlemen. I don't. I don't. I, I, I have no time for any of these, these so-called new liberal morons. You know, it, it's like, like the new Coke that came out in the 80s. It just wasn't the same thing, you know? Garbage. Garbage. Nothing but pure garbage. Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. And as promised before, ladies and gentlemen, this podcast would not be complete unless we had a special 
the Canadian polar vortex of bullshit. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This week's Canadian polar vortex of bullshit will go to none other than a worthy, 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 worthy person. Here's a person that could not decide whether his uh, left was working. He couldn't walk and chew gum at the same time. Does he want to spank? Does he not want to spank? Will he lie? Will he not lie? Anyhow, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, this episode's winner of the Canadian Polar Vortex, wait for it. This winner, or this week's winner, (laughs) is none other than Mr. Mark Mendocino. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. That's right. Well done, sir. Well done, sir. Welcome to the podcast. And uh, how do you feel about earning the Canadian Polar Vortex of Bullshit Award? Please enlighten us all. I'm sorry. I can't hear you. I have an infection in my ear. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Okay. I see. Uh, but there's there's nothing else there you want you want to add? I mean, you don't have nothing else to say? Federal budget of bullshit. Ah, well, we're quite aware of that there too, sir. Yes, yes, we're very, very aware of that. Uh, but can please, please enlighten us. Give us a little more detail on that if you can too, sir. Uh, Mark, Mr. Uh, Your Honorable MP, Mr. Mendocino, please. Mama always said I had a face for radio. Well, okay, well, we'll just leave it at that then for you, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh <laughs> Uh, this has been another uh, exciting uh, <laughs> segment of none other than, you know, his favorite little show. The Canadian Polar Vortex of Bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> You're damn right it is. Anyway, uh, please enjoy and please stick around. Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. Yes, true, ladies and gentlemen, all kidding aside, you know, (laughs) Mr. Mendocino and, uh, you know, his tongue-in-cheek. Of course, that's all my work. You know, I'm not going (laughs) to tell you guys to suck eggs, but uh, just try to sow some humor into the buffoonery. That represents us on a regular basis, ladies and gentlemen. You know, and I'll try to get more Canadian Polar Vortex uh, stuff up for you as all there, too. Uh, hopefully in the near future, when I get some more time and everything on my hands, there's yes, that's right. So, you know, I try to do that. And I'm trying to incorporate a little more humor there, too, because, you know, I find lately with these buffoons that I see on national news and, and some of the uh, national outlets that's online there, I can't help but cringe at just some of the idiocy that they all promote. Okay. Like I said earlier, like if someone's going to pay me $183,000 Canadian a year. Okay. That's 10, 10,000 change, you know, a month more than that, you know, round up to 15,000. That's a lot of money to sit in a little chair, like about this big and to get up and point and, Mr. Speaker, thank you, and Madam Speaker, thank you, and you there are saying this, and you there are saying that. And then to sit there and to promote legislation so you have the comfort at home, basically to do what I'm doing. Now, no one's paying me 15 grand a month to sit here and make these shows. I would love that. God, I'd be the luckiest man alive if, if that happened to me. God, that'd be fantastic. But 
I do a lot of this stuff pro bono, you know, and I, I do get some donations and I'm very, very thankful, ladies and gentlemen, for the donations I have received recently too. Thank you. And that's because you wonderful, fine people, all my subscribers out there that are making, that makes this happen. So I'm going to say thank you to y'all. But when I look at these clowns in Ottawa or any legislation for that matter, it doesn't matter, every capital city in Canada and to my American friends too, I, I'm sure you feel the same way about some of your state senators and your state representatives. Who sit there and squander and squander, you know, my American listeners out there too, please uh, chime in. Okay. And give me a comment or two on this video or via email and tell me some of the stories you have with some of your senators and your representation in your States alike. I, I like to know, please let me know. Uh, Krusty B Canuck 67 at gmail.com information will be in the description, right? Or just, you know, if you're watching this video, just follow the little red ledger that's at the bottom there too please click like and subscribe and share this content all around your social media platforms helps independent guys out there get the words out uh just like why media here that i presented to you uh for your you know submitted for your approval all that good stuff but anyway carry on again with more of the whole you know hybrid hypocrisy yes how convenient too that mr justin trudeau is not around he had COVID apparently so it seems like every time there's something big comes around he's sick or he's gone surfing or he's gone whipping his skippy, one or the other, okay? And now he's taking a trip to Rwanda, Germany, and Spain, you know, to try to convince some of the Commonwealth nations you know, not to use Russian stuff because that's bad. We know why he's going to Germany. Probably talk more about the green failures that Germany has promoted. Now, I'm not dissing the German people at all. I know a lot of Germans personally, and they're great people. Just sometimes their government has made some really stupid decisions. And a lot of their fossil fuels that they use, consumers and people that heat their homes and businesses alike, relied on Russian fuel. Because <gasps> they got rid of their nuclear plants there a few months back. So what's that tell you about progress, right? What's that tell you about progress, ladies and gentlemen? You know? Now, I know there's Canadian companies here in Canada that have made some fantastic reactors. Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe Potato Putts Puppet, or Mr. Prime Minister Pert Plus, say that three times really fast. Pert Plus, Pert Plus, Pert Plus. Blah. Anyhow, <laughs> trying to negotiate maybe some kind of nuclear deal with Germany, saying, hey, we'll build a reactor for you. We'll help you out here, help you out there. Who knows? But we also know it's just a virtue tour. It's just a, a seeking virtue. It has nothing to do with helping this country out, let alone Germany. Okay? He's also on his way to Spain, too. I know he's doing in Spain. But, you know, Spain's a lovely country, as far as I know, that makes some great wine and a lot of history. Right? But <laughs> we are still seeing a lot of buffoonery. We have people still in Ottawa holding on for dear life, trying to get C-11 and C-18 done. So we can't see any more of this, right? Free speech, more important than your feelings. That's in any circumstance, ladies and gentlemen. Right? So if there's anybody watching this podcast right now, who disagrees with free speech, let me know, okay? Either in the comments or via email. Let me know and tell me why you disagree with free speech. And if you say anything remotely close to hate speech and safety, that's going to tell me you're a moron <laughs> and you're wasting my effing time. If you can tell me why free speech is not important and we can't have it, 
and you can come up with some kind of fact or figure that has proven that millions and millions have died because of free speech, then we might have a conversation. But I'll still prove you wrong nonetheless. And if you harp any communist BS towards me, saying that we should all get along and think and walk and talk the same way, then I'll hand you a copy of 1984, hit you with a rubber boot, and send you on your merry way. Right? Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I just, <laughs> just the hypocrisy is there. We see it. You know, I, I'm not going to tell you to suck eggs. It's not my style. Right? I'm not going to tell you that you cannot you know, think for yourselves. A lot of these people in Ottawa expect us not to think for ourselves. Why? Why is that? Right? Why is that? Hmm? What are they afraid of? Now, is it because this whole WEF thing? You know, the cricket farms being brought to us in London, Ontario? They got a new, brand new cricket processing plant. Oh, wow. Cricket protein sounds good. I think I put it on a bagel or some toast in the morning, my avocado. Oh, no. The only time I'm going to eat crickets is as we have to, i.e., a nuclear winter, you know, or if something happens like, you know, in, in, in 2012, you know, that movie, that big disaster movie where they half the earth flooded, right? Almost in biblical terms, right? You know, or if we're scorched by the sun from a solar flare and there's nothing left to eat uh, by, by, you know, but people. Or if we're in a scenario like the, the, the movie and the book, The Road, where the man and the boy are traveling and they're trying to find some kind of refuge in a world overrun just by cannibals and just devastation everywhere. That's when I'll consider eating bugs. But until then, I encourage you all to eat beef because they're also encouraging people, encouraging health authorities to put warning labels on ground beef. Hmm. Now, there's warning labels on these filthy things. Yes, tobacco. I get it. And there's warning labels on alcohol. Because both those items can be highly addictive. I get it. Okay. But there are a lot of beef farmers in this country that rely on sales of hamburger and chuck beef. Sometimes not the greatest steaks out there are available to the common person like you and me. Okay, where I live, steaks are still rel relatively cheaper than what they are in parts of Ontario or parts of the Belle Provence or parts of Newfoundland, at least in the high Arctic too. And yet we have these officials that want to tell us, oh, burger meat's bad. Here, have some crickets, eh? Oh, you would like some crickets? Mm, they're tasty. Oh, they taste so good in the stick. You can put them in a soup, ground them up, make a nice powder, put it on your cereal in the morning. But don't you dare drink milk. You better have soy milk. Hmm. We'll milk almonds together. Does that sound like a great time? Oh, yay. Said no one. Right? Anyhow, ladies and gentlemen, before I ramble on and get all poetic and dramatic, I just want to say thank you once again out there to my new subscribers that have come around. Um, I realized I've had some more American subscribers. So thank you, my friends. And I also want to acknowledge today is also uh, First Nations Day here in Canada. So to all my Cree friends out there, Tanze, did I say that right? Tanzi, Tanze. And let us recognize our First Nations too. And let us understand that we're people, are people. Okay? Regardless of what happened 100 years ago, 200 years ago, 300 years ago, this generation is not responsible for it. Okay? And I'm a firm believer in truth and reconciliation, so let's find the truth. All right? Let's find the truth. Let's hold the 
the people that are alive today accountable for what happened and carry on as we should as adults and as Canucks. Okay. And I've had some wonderful conversations over the past year with some wonderful people from the first nations communities. And there's no, there's no belligerence. There's no difference. It's just a lot of these politicians and leaders are making that division happen. I, for one, am not going to stand by the division and neither should you. So let's recognize a national Aboriginal day today and pay respects and honor uh, to our first nations. For their wisdom and their stories, and let's keep encouraging the wisdom and the stories for each other. Okay. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I have been Krusty Canuck on the twenty-first of June, twenty twenty-two. Summertime's coming. Yeah, that is the first day of summer too. I still got my toque on, eh? This is just for the show. <laughs> you can probably see the sweat dripping. Oh my god, it's so high. But you know, needless to say, ladies and gentlemen, do what we can to help each other in these trying times, as always. There'll uh, be more links in my description to help you understand this whole uh, hybrid parliament. <laughs> if you get a chance, please check out my shop too, customizedgirl.com. I've got mugs, sweatshirts, t-shirts, uh, shorts, uh, swimsuits, bikini tops for the ladies, and other items to your leisure if you'd like to check them out. And please consider donating too if you can. I'm still working on my locals page. I know I said that a few episodes ago. Get my locals up, get my locals up and running. It's just... Time constraints and getting things done, trying to focus on getting this show out for you, everybody. It makes me happy. Hope to make you happy too. Please clicking, liking, and subscribing and commenting to your heart's desire to share this all around your social media platforms. And also too, I'd like to remind you all, you can also find me on Twitter, Facebook, Rumble, Instagram, YouTube, Getter, Podbean. And uh, you can also find me on Player FM too. So uh, you check out the uh, links there. If you're a Player FM fan, you can find Krusty Canuck there, Podbean. And I also believe I'm still on Amazon Music as well there too. So do not hesitate to check me out there as well. And donate what you can, ladies and gentlemen. All my links in my description where you can donate on a regular basis or a one lump sum or whatever you want to do. I'm not going to demand cash. I'm not one of those only fan wannabes or uh, some nouveau lefty thing and give me money just because I'm alive. No. You want to donate to my show? You're more than welcome. You want to buy some merchandise? You're more than welcome to. If you just want to sit and listen to another point of view and perspective, that's great too. But like I say, ladies and gentlemen, I've been crusting up this beautiful summer day, June twenty first, twenty twenty two. To my creative fans out there, I'm also working on some creativity as we speak. I've been plugging away, writing, and writing, and writing, and writing. Um, once I'm happy with said product, then I'll confess to what I'm doing. But until then, you just have to deal with me and the show. Like I say, ladies and gentlemen, do what you can to help each other out in these trying times. Keep our chin ups as we should. Yes. And, you know, help our neighbors out. If you know somebody in your neighborhood that has trouble cutting their grass or washing their vehicle or doing anything of the sort, step in, give them a hand. A few extra bucks for groceries. Maybe run and get the groceries for them. Just a, a little bit of common sense and common courtesy goes a long way, ladies and gentlemen. I know because I've been a recipient of it and I try my best to pay it forward. And so should you. But like I say, do what you can to help each other out in these trying times, ladies and gentlemen. And always remember, humanity and merit wins the day. And I'll see you in another 10 days. Bye for now. Hit it, sweetheart. Because I am hard, you will not like me. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally working. 
This has been another episode of the Krusty Canuck podcast. Stay sane and thank you for listening. From Western Canada, this is the Krusty Canuck podcast. Well, smack my ass and call me Judy. <laughs>